Blog Talk Radio. Hi, this is Nathan East hanging with the teddy bear on LOTL Radio, The Zone. Before we begin today's broadcast, I want to send out a lot of love and positive vibes to Mr. Robbie Neville. Thank you so much for joining us. And family, be sure to check out his official website to get all the latest updates. That's at RobbieNeville.com. And as we transcend to a smooth side of songwriting, love and mercy, gifted singer, songwriter, vocalist, performing artist, you name it, she does it all. New hit single, Franklin Do. I'm speaking of the incredibly gifted Ruby Rose Fox. So on behalf of Nitrex Radio, it is my pleasure to welcome to the show Ruby Rose Fox. My queen, how are you doing this evening? I'm good. How are you? Can you hear me okay? <laughs> I am doing wonderful. Thank you so much for joining us. I have been a huge, I don't like to use the term fan because it sounds so generic, but an admirer of your work, going back to the Salt album, incredible, and I'm saying after you did that, I'm going to say, wait a minute, I hope this is not her albatross, how does she, (laughs) how do you top that, because you have a lot of people out there expect so much from you. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's, been a, it's been a transition, <laughs> for sure. The thing, first of all, thank you for saying that. Thank you so much. There's been a lot of change through the pandemic, and so releasing this new song was really fun because it was musically really different, um, and I really just wanted, after such a hard time, I really just wanted to make something you could dance to, that was a little bit more lighthearted than usual. Well, I can tell from your previous work, you really challenge yourself because everything has been straightforward, in your face. This is what it is. No sugarcoating. Oh, yeah. and then all of a sudden, <laughs> and then all of a sudden, we get to frankly do. I'm like, wait a minute, is everything okay? <laughs> <laughs> Thank God, okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. one, yeah. one of the many things that I like to compliment you on, not only you being a gifted, very gifted songwriter, but also being a performing artist, and you remind me so much of Grace Jones. I know I'm dating myself a little bit. Oh, but my God. That is the nicest you, thing anyone has said to me, <laughs> ever. You do. You remind me so much 
of Grace Jones and to all the young people out there, if you don't know who Grace Jones is, get your music dictionary and, and, and become aware of who this great artist is. But also listening to your lyrics, and I'm a stickler for lyrics. I go back to the Salt album. That whole album reminded me, I don't know if you remember a movie called V for Vendetta. Your attitude and mentality as far as mental health in this industry is just, you gut punched a lot of people because a lot of people are really afraid to say what's really transpiring in this industry to a lot of gifted artists like yourself as far as the issues that they have going on with them from a personal standpoint. I know a lot of great female artists that I've had the pleasure of interviewing over the years where things have been put on them that they have to look a certain way. And I wanted to ask mm-hmm. you, how important is it for you to develop an app like this, Muscle Music app, to really make people more aware of what the artists actually go through behind the scenes? You know, you mentioned the salt um, work, which, of course, was a one-woman show as well. And um, firstly, thanking, thank you for uh, relating me to Grace Jones. Um, that's an unbelievable compliment. Um, but it's funny because I was actually standing, I was doing that show at Harvard Theater um, and sort of debuting it, and I just had this very overwhelming feeling. I, it, the work itself was exhausting. It was during the height of Trump, and as a Jewish person, I felt extremely scared in that time. And. Right. I don't know why, but I've had, I've always had a sort of gut punch approach to my work in that I'm just, this is who I am, this is what I think, what I think in my sound changes, I'm changing, Um, but I don't, there is no sort of like nice built, I mean, I make art, I don't, I'm not a, I'm not really interested in becoming a part of a machine. Um, I've always been very independent, but on stage I felt an aloneness that I don't think I've ever felt on stage before. And I realized that to do something that big, a, a full-blown show with ten costumes and you know a, a self-produced album, I was literally doing everything. There was no bedrock of support for it. There wasn't um, financially physically, um, uh, therapeutically, and no one had ever created sort of pedagogy that combined the science of safety and performing before. It, I was taught it in school, um, and I felt this real void, and I almost had to make muscle music, which is my nervous system program for artists, to, to create it for myself for the next chapter. Um, and I feel so much, it's funny because the next song coming out is sort of a, a complete twist on a very old, old boy song that's very linked to Tennessee and racism. Um, and we're, we're really sort of twisting it. It's very confrontational. It's very dark. And I was just thinking that like, oh, wow. I feel so much more grounded doing this kind of work now with the support I have for myself now. 
So it's been a real journey, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, one of the things that I get from you is, as far as being a songwriter, it seems that everything comes to you from a very natural, organic place. How are you able to kind of maintain a balance as far as being able to keep your sanity? Because, you know, people have set their high expectations when they fall, quote unquote, when they fall in love with a particular artist, how have you been able to kind of maintain a balance and even kill or quote unquote having some level of normalcy even if that does exist? Um, you mean with like changing like just changing myself, being a dynamic artist, like changing so much? Yes. And the expectation of the audience? Um, you know, I, I don't think I, I know. I knew until I went to a party once and someone knew who I was. This was in Boston. And they were like, I love your show, blah, blah. They were just talking to me and, and they said, so what's next? And I just, like, I have no idea. But I think it's going to be And I said, I think it's going to be really different. And he looked at me and he goes, yeah, but isn't that kind of what you do? And I realized that I've, I've actually trained my audience to completely expect newness and change and almost like, what, what am I going to do next? It's not going to be the same. Um, and so in that way, I do feel like I have this tall path to be really exploratory and um, sort of follow whatever hole um, is, is leading me down. You know, you're one of the last of a dying breed of performing artists. I thought for sure after David Bowie passed away, I said, wait a minute, what's next? <laughs> what's next? And, and it's, it's so refreshing to see that you have remained true to who you are. And because a lot of people, they get caught up in this industry and people are being made promises to you're going to do this and you're going to do that, and you have it surrounded by a bunch of yes people. But you remain yep. true to <laughs> you remain true to who, to who you are as an artist. How have you seen your develop? How have you seen your development as far as a songwriter where you are now compared to maybe five years ago? Wow, that's a really good question. As a songwriter. I see. It's interesting. I think I've really accepted my I, my my foundational training. While I did study voice very early, my sort of uh, college training was in theater or acting. So I've really just my in my songwriting, I'm really embracing the fact that I'm like actually an actor, uh, moonlighting as a musician. And so I really think in environments, and I really think in characters. And I really think about like the smells and the sounds and I'm really embracing that and just letting like even a new single my partner and I are working on now, you know, I was like, can we put crickets in there or, you know, really thinking about sonic landscapes. Um, and I'm just embracing that and being like, this is who I am. I'm, I'm not, I'm not like everyone else. And that's what makes me special. And, and that's just me. I can't be anyone else but me. Without question, well, it definitely resonates in your music. And speaking of your music, 
again, one of the things that I love about the Salt album, it was raw. It wasn't polished or glossy. It was just very, very raw. How do you kind of maintain that balance when you're working on something new and say, okay, I want to sit up and kind of balance where I still want to, I want to have a little bit polished, but I still want to mm-hmm. keep it raw. Yeah, I think I'm I'm finding that balance now in the new work that I'm making now. And I think it's always like, for me, salt was a little too raw. Sometimes I listen to it and I'm like, oh, no, there's so many things to fix. You know, it's, there's a lot to be fixed. That a, you know, every artist feels that way. And then there's a balance, right, between like, when do we, when is it enough? When do we stop tweaking? You know, and I'm playing with that now, and I think I'm looking for sort of more of a balance of the two. Um, oh, and I wanted to say that I really feel like, I mean, I was born in '83, and so Patti Smith, uh, Grace Jones, um, and also I, I grew up, you know, sitting my butt down at the um, Harvard Film Archive watching Jim Jarmusch movies and just like art art makers, people who just, they did not compromise, they did their own thing and I so I really had a lot of great models to teach me what art was and I had some mentors along the way my friend General Fierro he's a, a filmmaker and he was a Jamaican uh, ska and rock steady DJ who kind of just taught me how to look at art and and think about it and sit through four hour weird art film and it gave me a tolerance for what I think young people would think is too ugly or too weird or just too challenging and I really like I really want to challenge people like I really without turning them away or um, and that that's a big balance to strike as an artist. How can I challenge while also inviting people into my world? Well, that's the beautiful thing about being a creative artist. One of the one of my favorite writers or authors of all time is Ernest Hemingway. And one of the things that I loved mm. about him is that he brought his writing to life. You were right there. And I think that's the exceptional quality that artists like you have. You have the ability to show such a level of force, but also transparency at the same time. And I think that is sorely missing in today's industry. We're getting watered down with a lot of bells and and whistles and drum machines and lights and flash and all this. But when it comes down to it, I'm looking for something that I can really connect with. And I know in a lot of your live performances, you have a very special gift, a unique gift to really connect with the audience. What does that mean to you after a performance when you have someone said, you know what, that particular song that you were playing or that you were singing, it really touched me in a really significant manner? Yeah, I mean, that means the world because that's what, I mean, when... When I look, I I call, through the lens of the nervous system, I call it nervous system leadership, and that basically what so many artists do is, you know, they're looking for love or acceptance or 
to be thought of as talented on stage, but it's really the opposite. That's like letting the kid run the car. You're really letting your nervous system be the tuning fork for the night, and you're leading them on this wild journey, but you're anchoring them in safety. So sometimes, just, you know, during a great performance, you can feel an audience kind of meld together like an organism that's rooting themselves um, in safety while also going on a pretty wild journey with you through pain and suffering and trauma and they're they're communally experiencing something and that is just a wild thing that's even possible for human beings to be able to do that I'm just grateful to even have had experiences like that in a leadership position you know what I mean what did Stan Lee once say? With great power comes great responsibility. And I've seen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, and, yeah. you know, growing up and listening to artists like Jim Morrison and seeing the level, the power that he had to be able to take his audience on a completely different spiritual journey or whatever journey that he was in, he was taking them with him. And again, that is sorely missing today's music. One of the interviews that I heard you give, and it really stuck with me, one of the things that you put a strong emphasis on, being responsible for who you are, being responsible for the kind of music that you put out. And I wanted to ask you, a lot of these young, aspiring artists that are thinking about getting involved in this business, what are some of the things as far as words of wisdom that you would would be able to give to them as far as to keep them grounded and give them a better sense of who they are, not losing themselves in this industry. Mm, mm. I would say find a way to support yourself financially that has nothing to do with art so that every move you make can be honest. And then you won't lose yourself. Yeah. It's hard. It's very hard when you... It's it's because it's hard. You know, especially when you don't have the machine behind you and you're in... Me, personally, I think it's a fantastic opportunity to be an independent artist because you have complete creative control of your music. You're not having someone trying to tell you the direction that your music should be put in. It should be put in this box or putting labels. No one should have labels on their music. Music is made for the masses and you've made you've done an incredible job doing it and I can't wait to see some more new music as oh, a matter man. of fact I am spoiled a little bit so I'm 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 waiting to see what you're gonna do on the next album because you know I'm still waiting for that Sgt. Pepper album to come out love. I need I need <laughs> <it>. <laughs> I'm working on it. I I'm working on it. For sure. For sure. I know you are you Great things on the horizon. For those who are tuning in late, shame on you. What the Teddy Bear does forgive you. We're being joined by the very gifted and super talented Ruby Rose Fox. Who were some of the people that were you were heavily influenced by as a teenager, which was just not too, just a couple of years ago, matter of fact. Who we just, just oh. left a really oh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was only a couple of years ago. Um, let's see. Well, 
my my youngest, uh, the first artist I ever covered on tape player was Roy Orbison. Okay. He had a huge influence on my voice because he I would sing Roy Orbison as a young child over and over and over almost obsessively and I ended up developing this really low tenor voice and I kind of wonder if the model was Roy Orbison Um, and also he approached songs like rock and roll operas really like arias of rock and roll and um, definitely really influenced by jazz in high school I was super into all of the, the female jazz singers, especially Ella Fitzgerald, because she was such a musician's musician. And then finally, like I think in my really early 20s, it was Leonard Cohen, because okay. his lyrics his lyrics did things that I didn't know was possible um, in terms of just the poetic twisting of a knife. Like he would say say a line, and then the next line would just obliterate you, and I just couldn't believe that was possible with lyrics. Um, those were probably the, the biggest ones, of course, Patti Smith as well. Um, Grace Jones, too, but actually more less the musical part and more just her performance art. Yes. Gee, yeah, those, those are probably the biggest ones. Well, you have definitely taken you've taken it uh, to the next level. And family, to get all the latest updates, first and foremost, be sure to purchase the new hit single, of course, Franklin New. That's available on all media outlets. And get all the latest updates. Be sure to stop by Ruby's official website. That's at www.rubyrosefox.com. So what do we have on the docket as far as upcoming performances? Because I have yet to see you make your captivating self come down here to Houston and perform. What is that going <laughs> I did come down once on a tour. I'm trying to remember the venue. It was in 2017. Um, and I think I nearly, I ended up in a cop car because I ended up almost passing out because it was so hot. And she, like, put my hands in ice. And I, like, totally came back to life. So I think of Houston very fondly because I was saved by your police department. Um, um, but there will be, I, there will be a tour for the next record probably starting in Boston and we'll see but I promise you I will try to come to your neck of the woods because it would be fun well I hope so because we definitely there's so many venues down here but love to have you love to have you and remember family support it's always important to support not just great artists but support great music and please go to the website read upon look at the video about mental health the break you know it is i can't even describe as far as it's the perfect way to give you as much pertinent information as far as what a lot of these artists go through again everyone gets caught up about the glitz and glamour but they don't understand the level of pressure and the mental aspect that a lot of these artists have to go through especially when you're used to someone doing everything for you then all of a sudden the machine is taken away and now you don't know how to swim. 
you know, they say mm-hmm. life's a game. They say life's a game, and then they take the board away. Then you're left with nothing. But that's all right. Teddy Bear has you here, and far be it for me to deprive all these great listeners for some great music. Let's get into it. The new hit single from Ruby Rose Fox, of course. <laughs> Lord Emerson, Franklin Dude. Here's on Night Tracks Radio, Lord have mercy. She had a beautiful knit. She had a tangle in her hair. And she moved around the cafe like a descendant of Fred She wanted to be finished She felt so secure in her Super talented Ruby Rose Fox here 
on Night Tracks Radio. And remember, family, the new single is available as we speak. So make sure you go purchase it on Spotify. But if you're feeling even more adventurous, head on over to Amazon.com. And while you're there, be sure to pick up the critically acclaimed Salt, fantastic album. It will definitely blow your mind. And before I let you go, my queen, I got to ask you because you have the same issue that I have as far as this whole streaming fiasco. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. and I've sat up here and many artists that I've spoken with and conversed off the air with, they're saying they're still trying to figure out how they're able to obtain their royalties from mm-hmm. streaming. Mm-hmm. And I know you expressed the same thing, and I wanted you right now. You have the level of freedom to express how you feel exactly about this whole streaming game that they've implemented in this industry. Oh, man. Well, as my partner <laughs> says, Ruby, I always know how you feel because you always tell me how you feel. Um, yeah. I think. In looking back, I feel like it was inevitable. Um, I'm I'm not going to lie and say it's not fun having every song on the face of the planet at my beck and call. Um, As an artist, that's a really cool thing. And it completely wipes out um, artists' ability to uh, make a living. But um, the, the way that I sort of have approached it was I was an early adopter of the sort of membership model. I think now people are using Patreon. Um, but it's really it's this, I always think if there's crisis, there's opportunity. And I think it is an opportunity to really actually connect with your fans as human beings. Um, for me, asking for donations for my music felt like charity and I didn't want charity. I want I want to I, I want to uh, have a product that has value. So for me I actually ended up looping my membership to muscle music. So when you um, support me, you're actually buy, you're essentially buying a musician who is in poverty or has food scarcity or is in section eight housing. Um, a free membership to um, Muscle Music. Um, so I've had to navigate that personally. I think everyone get, everyone should truly find a path that works for them and makes them feel authentic. Um, but the, but you, we must find ways around it or like submitting to just sitting and, and being sad about it is not going to fix the problem. So I just encourage everyone to keep finding ways to monetize what you do. Um, it does have value. It does mean something. And just because certain industries have wiped it out does not mean that you shouldn't persevere and keep doing what you're doing. Without question. You know, it took me it took me a minute to kind of adjust when all the music stores started disappearing from Sam Goody to the Warehouse Tower Records and I said wait a minute where are we going with this you know I'm Mm -hmm. I'm all I'm all with as far as evolving you have to evolve as a person I get it but it was something so special and unique to go down to a record store and buy vinyl 
to have that kind of interaction, that one-on-one personal interaction with an artist when they had a meet and greet. And that's been taken away from us, but I see outside the United States mm-hmm. and Japan, Switzerland, England, as far as London, they still have record stores. And they do. They love vinyl. They, they love vinyl. They wow. love vinyl. Yeah. I'm hoping somewhere down the line, I'm going to put a little bug in your ear that you release a vinyl album. I would love that. And I know a lot of the oh, adoring I, they're, they're, would love it. They're all on vinyl. They're all I on will, vinyl. I will, yeah, ship me your address and I'll send you some vinyl. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, you got it. That's beautiful. I, uh, I got you. All right. First and foremost, I want to thank you for taking time and joining us. This is your home away from home. Whatever you need, don't hesitate to let the teddy bear know. And when that new single's ready, like Grandma's Cookies, I don't care if it's halfway done, send it over here. (laughs) And we'll definitely debut it here first, okay? (laughs) I just want to say I've done a lot of interviews in my life, and you're a really special person. So there's... Thank you for all the encouragement. I'm going to listen to this when I'm down because you are being, getting the gift of being seen is really, I can't tell you what it means. So thank you for being so thorough and kind and wonderful. Thank you. Well, thank you, my queen. My cup's running over. Lord have mercy. The very talented, (laughs) (laughs) super talented, of course, Ruby, Rose, Fox. And again, be sure to get all the latest updates. Let your fingers do the walking. Stop by the official website. That's www.rubyrosefox.com. So it is written, so it shall be done. Good tidings and much continued success, my queen. Thank you, love. I can't wait to talk again. All right. Lord have mercy. Night Tracks Radio. Going to take a little quick two and two, but while I got you here, safe and sound, cozy and calm on a magnificent Thursday evening. Let's get into some things. Lord have mercy. Don't you talk to me like that here on Night Tracks Radio. Talk to me like that, yeah. Whoa, whoa. 
links. Don't you talk to me like that here on Night Tracks Radio. Again, want to send out a lot of love to the super talented Ruby Rose Fox. Thank you, Mike Queen, for joining us. And again, family, be sure to pick up the new hit single, Franklin Dew, and also her critically acclaimed album, Salt, available on all social media outlets. Be sure to pick that up. And to connect with her, stop by her official website at www.rubyrosefox.com. Definitely a beautiful experience. And for those who tuned in late and missed the interview, no need to fear. We got you covered. All you have to do is stop by our our iHeart radio page, and you can listen to the interview in its entirety. That's at iHeart Radio, of course, Night Tracks with two X's. Yes, Lord. Night Tracks Radio. Look for it on iHeart Radio. Also, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel, same handle, Night Tracks Radio Podcast, and also on TikTok, Night Tracks Radio, 2X's Facebook, same thing, and also on Instagram, Instagram.com forward slash Night Tracks Radio. Want to thank everyone for tuning in and allowing the Teddy Bear to help you tune out all the negativity. It's been great. It's been wonderful being back on the air. Get all the latest updates because we're going to be doing, we're going to be switching up and down, so to speak, <laughs> from Facebook Live to doing interviews here on uh, Blog Talk Radio where the interviews will actually go over to iHeart Radio. So I seem to need. I'm here to fulfill all those needs. Thank you so much. Without you, there's no me. I want everyone to have a phenomenal weekend. Stay safe. Be sure to tell everyone that you haven't seen or spoken to in a while. Tell them that you love them, how much you miss them. The next day is not promised to us all. And as in always, keep it so full here on Night Tracks Radio. Lord have mercy. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.